the late night show, you're like... Well, that's me. I am the guy behind the bar. It's kind of my job. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just kind of like with the layout. Uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. No, I know what you mean. Like, like, like what's you, what'd you call it? Like, like Jimmy Fallon director. will be at the desk, and then he has the other guy at the- like a podium type thing. Yeah. And he just kind of chimes in with jokes every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, well, now that I have my nuggies, uh, this is episode what? 49 of Ghost on the Ox podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm your host. I'm surprised you didn't wait for 50 for us. Are right. you starting? Are we starting? Because we already did. 15, yeah, are we? Are we, are we, are we this we, is the intro. Yes. Wait, what? This yep. is the intro. So, this is how oh, we do it. Okay, wait. Do I sound good on there? Yeah, you sound good. All right. He's my Gage is uh, is do is is my apprentice sound man. Um, with me today, I have two special guests, Gage and Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have two special. Er. See, that was supposed to be a joke because y'all are not guests. Yeah, you bitch. Guys are the guests. Uh, you guys are a We are aware of this. We're getting yeah. on this. We're on uh. this. <laughs> so, Wait, we're guests? Uh, I heard that. <laughs> no, you're full-time members now. Oh, wow. You're in this for life. Wow. <laughs> Once uh, you're in, you're in. God. There's no getting out. We're actually going to tattoo you on the way out. Once a, oh, go- yeah. Once a ghost on the ox, always a ghost on the ox. I like that. We started. Is this started? Are people yeah. listening? We Hi, are... people. I'm Eric. How you doing? Go. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-recorded. This is not live. But okay. yes, we did start. Uh, so with me today... Well, first, let me do my spiel. Okay. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at Ghost in the Ox. We also have a Patreon. Uh, Linktree slash Ghost in the Ox. That's everything. You can ask us questions there. Um, our guest today, Eric. How do you pronounce your last name? Curit. It's Eric Curit. K-U-R-I-T. Curit. You are the owner and operator of? Hava Kava. Our excellent venue for open mic and many other activities and events and things. Including podcast recording. Yep. And yeah, and now studio, podcast studio. And the Smash tournament tonight. Ooh, Smash yeah. tournament. Never been to one. Open so. mic night tomorrow night. We got a magician on Tuesday night. Shameless plug. This might come out after that comes that happens, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. In well we had a magician. You guys uh, should have seen him. <laughs> we had him. a magician. He will have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and also with us today is Arden. Hi, I'm Arden. Arden, what do you do? Uh, well, I do for graphic design here. Uh, I do graphic design for lots of people. Uh, potentially for me. Potentially for you, yeah. Uh, I, I also uh, work at a high school. And uh, I also uh, hang out. Um, I don't even know. I'm, like, really trying to... <laughs> I just, like, I feel like I should... I, I do comedy at the open mic... Uh, and uh, I guest on this podcast. I, 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 Notable just, like, credits. Multifaceted. I, I have no idea why I can't introduce myself. I should, Brevity could be your friend in this. Yeah, I should really just shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what's, plug your social medias, guys. That's what we're doing here. We're in the intro. Oh, um, I'm on I'm a Party Hardy Artie on everything. Um, yeah, I'm Instagram... At Eric-Curit, K-U-R-I-T, Eric, E-R-I-C-Curit. And you should really follow the bar on uh, Instagram. If you Uh, want to know all the events and stuff that we do, including your open mic nights and when we record podcasts, and have improv nights and Smash Brother tournaments and magicians and flow night, we'll talk about that in a minute. It's Instagram at Hava, H-A-V-A underscore Kava, K-A-V-A underscore bar. B-A-R. Kava, bar. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so just to uh, give some context as to why we're even doing this, it's kind of a funny story 
we were supposed to record with two other guests, and this is our time. We're going to flame them for <laughs> not being here. Flamed. They so, flamed. They aren't even that good of producers. <laughs> so so no. we made the cut because, you know, we were here. Yeah. You showed up. <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't even plan on it, and you showed up. That's, that's, and that's, you know, that's half of the game. That's Get half flamed. Of, uh, everything. Just showing up. You get no. points for putting your name on the test. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. You attempt it's to. A, it's like the 400 points on the SAT. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so, no. Wait, how'd you know my SAT score? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're wigging it because I did not plan this episode out like I did with the guests that were supposed to be here. More flaming coming soon. Um, coming soon. They are friends of the show, so it's, I'm, I'm not actually mad at them. They will be on here at a later date. But, Pete, come on, man. What are you doing? What? Come on, man. Come on. I was excited. You dude. should plug their socials so we can bully them. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ty, yeah. Go, go flame <laughs> Ty Jesus Bass on Twitter or Instagram and tell him. Yeah, get uh, him a lot of extra followers for not showing up. We should do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean we can like roast him in the comments, yeah, guys. What know? should we? Wait, wait, wait. okay. Cyberbullying. For, for cyberbully. <laughs> cyberbully. Ty Bring Jesus. Back bullying. Uh, 2023. Yeah. Um, what should we tell the audience to go to go send to uh to Ty Jesus base? Ty Jesus is a poopy butthead. In the comments. There you go. <laughs> you guys okay with that one? Yeah, that well, I'm fine. Yeah. All right. And and sideshow underscore Bob also was going to be a guest. From The Simpsons? Yes. No. Um, he's another DJ and performer and, and flow enthusiast. Flo- flower? I want, to talk, I want to talk about flow. He's flowist? a flowist. Well, I don't know. Flowist? Let's talk about flow stuff. So, Eric, first of all, how do you get into this business of uh, how did I get bar. here? Well, well no, not door. how did you so, get here? Because I, I see you have two. I see that you have two working legs. Oh, and presumably work? a car. So, but here. bring me back real quick because I'll give you the gist. So basically, I used to uh, go to a kava bar yeah. and drink, you know, the kava, the kratom, the teas, all this stuff. I loved it. Uh, it was a miracle. It, I'll give you a story about how I got started taking that. Uh, but what happened was... We're on a podcast. You can give me the long version. Oh, yeah. If you want. Oh, yeah. So yeah. the long version time. was after I had um, my back surgery, I had taken... Um, I had pain pills, and I, which, by the way, was a fan of. And uh, But after a while, like, you know, um, the pain pills, you know, they didn't make me feel any better. They would make me feel miserable if I didn't take them. So that's when the time I was like, okay, we need to get off to get rid of these pain pills. And so we looked up online and uh, the best ways to... Uh, to stop taking them and someone suggested the kratom uh and and so we're like where to get them so we went to a bar where that had it and i would buy a tea and that was the best tea in the world like if you take it the first couple times you take it it's like popeye with the spinach you know it's like you get stuff done you feel good you're happy your pain goes away uh it, it mitigates uh the uh, lack of opiate, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, and I would go there, and I met a couple people. And one of the guys that I met wanted to open another bar. I said, "Let's open a bar." And so, Wait, real quick, I'm gonna pause you. How far back are we talking? Five years. Okay. Okay. So in late two, 2018 ish, like it could have been 17, 19, so whatever, like four or five years ago. And so he wanted to open a bar. So we went around. It took about a year to open it up. There was one in Jupiter. I opened it up with a gentleman, uh, a bar in Jupiter. And um, 
and I worked there for a year. Nice guy, but it didn't quite work the way he, we, our philosophies on running businesses diverge. So I was like, I was going to open my own place. You were about making money, and he was about... Well, I don't know if he listens to this, so but he's a Probably super not. nice guy, wonderful person, um, and uh, I was more about... Uh, he he wanted it for us, his like social club, and I'd be more about how do we make money in this place. And and anyways, and he, he I didn't have the money at the time anyway, so he put up the money. So I was supposed to have a piece of it. It didn't quite work that way, so it worked out in my favor. I had some cash after, a little while later. I was like, I'm going to open my own place. Um, it turns out I went to lunch with uh, a friend of mine. We go every quarter, or so he has some money, uh, and he I told him what I was doing. He goes, I want in. It's like, oh great, let's do it. And so. Uh, he goes, I'm not going to be there every day. You're going to have to do it, but I'll put up the cash. So that worked even better. And we checked every we, – we wanted to open up, and this was in 2020. We're going to open a spot. And uh, we every time we found a spot, there would be a problem. Every single place we went. We went to one place, and the owner of the building wanted a restaurant there so they could have food for their bar that was next door, and we weren't planning on doing food. Uh, we had one place there was not enough park, several places not enough parking. We had problems with certain cities and the permits, and every time there was a thing. So my partner was like, hey, what about Stewart? Okay, I'm like, I'm not going to Stewart. I lived in West Palm Beach. Oh, there's no way I'm driving to Stewart every day. You know what kind of drive that is every day? Uh, very so, fucking annoying one. It's really annoying. So he's like, so, but he's like, he gave me the. Wait, have you moved here since? Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> so, Come on, Tevin. Right? So he goes, just check out the place. I was like, all right, we'll just check out. I'll go up there. I'll look at the place. I'll tell him how much I hate it, and I'll leave. So I came up here, and this is the only place we looked at. And if you would, the um, it was completely built out. It used to be a uh, uh, a it was art Pinspiration. Studio. It was called Pinspiration, an art studio where with a bar. So you you paint and you go on a date and you bring someone and you drink and you paint and you make okay. pottery or whatever it is you did. Um, I think COVID did them in. So mm. um, the but when we got here, the bar was all built out. Okay, so I built the bar with the guy up in Jupiter, the previous one, and that, that's a year if everything works perfect, okay? So, and it's another eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 of building and a year waiting for it. So here was all built out. The bar was built out. The sink were there. The backsplashes were there. The ceilings were there. The, um, the floors there. The lights were there. The shelves were there. The entire place was completely built out. All I needed was furniture. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I guess we're moving to uh, Stewart. <laughs> so, were you in a place where you could just pick up and move easily? I like was in an apartment. No, oh. I drove. I commuted for a year from West Palm Beach at like nine in the morning. We'd come up here, leave here at two in the morning, drive back to West Palm Beach, sleep, God. get up, and what happened was it was a big difference. So, you know, I get up. And I would normally used to be the sleep-in guy, but if I, I wake up, you know, when you go back to bed, yeah, that sort of thing, we don't actually have a job. You, but I wake <laughs> up, right? And it's like, oh, it's 8.15, and I'm like, oh, my God, I better get there. I better, I got to get up, because if I don't leave now, I won't be there till 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah, so it was like a panic in the morning. I drive up here, and now that I live, I moved up to Jensen, and now it's actually like I get up, and I'm like, I don't have to rush in. It's a whole. So I come in later now because it's not as uh, critical that if I don't go now, I won't be there for an hour. Yeah. So I get to pause it out. So also, I presume that now it's business is steady at a point where you don't have to be here all day every day. I do not have to be here all day every day. Um, but there's always more stuff to do. Yeah. You know, we got inventory, and if you don't have inventory, we got one. We 
run a lot of programming. So we got to get the marketing out and get more mm -hmm. people in. And even if the place was packed, I'd like more people in. You yeah. know, so I'm always going, what do we have to do? What other things do we have to run? Uh, what else do we have to get? What are, what are the things that we could fix? Make sure it's all everything's clean. People like when it's clean when you go to a, a bar or, or a restaurant. Oh, I love when I go to a bar and I step on the 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 they're gross. The roaches on the ground. I like no. I like when I go on the carpet and it's like slippery. Oh, I like you when you when you go to the floor and you get and you get you get a stick. It goes <laughs> every time you take a step. That's always good. I feel like a bar is not a bar unless it's a little gross, just a slightly little bit of gross. And then this wouldn't be your place because we're trying well, to keep this a, clean. This is not a bar you go and drink alcohol at. So this is different. Right. So I, I, I don't know who, but who's the audience on this? Are there people that are familiar with Kava and Kratom or is that? Probably a little bit. You, you'd definitely be doing a service to explain. Yeah. So basically, um, there's, there's two main drinks that we have here. We've got the Kava and we've got the Kratom. Mm -hmm. The Kava comes from the root of a Kava plant. Uh, it's made in the South Pacific Islands. They take the root, they shave it down a little, they, they grind it down, they run water through it. And in the South Pacific Islands, they've been doing this ceremonially for years. And you go and you run the water through it and, and you drink it. It gives you like a, a relaxed feeling. Now, it's got this reverse tolerance, which is annoying. That means that the first couple times you drink it, you need more and more. And over time, you could take less and less and get that feeling. They call it nature Xanax. Now, I'm sure I know everybody in this room has had it, but I don't know if everyone listening has had it. It's got what we call an earthy taste. Yep. That means it tastes like dirt. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, like if you want to know what kava tastes like, go outside, grab some dirt, shake it some water, drink it. Well, that's a little, that's a little unfair. It tastes like uh, kind of like... Uncooked mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, sort of like that. Yeah. Like dirt. So, well, let me explain. <laughs> but there's well, some no, stuff. But I mean, that's exactly how I describe it to people who ask me what it is. I'm like, it's like fruity dirt water that gets you high. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but what's neat is, um, like, you take it and you can put creamers and different stuff in, and it will get rid of that flavor. And so, at, for what people will do is you put that in for a while, and then it's kind of like coffee. If you went and drank coffee and you never had coffee, imagine the first time you had, remember the first time you had coffee, uh, or someone who's never heard of this, they drink coffee. They'll be like, everybody drinks this stuff every day? Because in and of itself, it's a little gross. And then you put some cream in it, you put some sugar in it, and it's all, it's a delightful drink. Yeah. And after a while, you put a little less sugar and a little less cream. And then all you gotta do, then half the people drink coffee black because after a while, you, you don't even notice that I, it's that stuff you used to drink back in the day. My first experience with coffee, I think, was, was my grandparents. And they were at that stage where they were just drinking it black all day, every day. And that was just the normal. And I tried it, and I was like, this is horrid. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why? And I think that probably lasted in the back of my brain for a long time because I still don't really have coffee very often. We'll break but, that for you. Huh? We'll break that for you, too. So, Maybe. Yes, that's the coffee. And then the so, oh, so my question for you was, were you always, like, really business-minded about it? Or did the opportunity to create a business out of something you knew, newly started enjoying just gets you more motivated. Well, yeah, like, so I, I enjoyed it, and then I started, the guy that in Jupiter, we opened we opened that bar, and I worked at the bar for a year with him. Mm -hmm. And so I basically knew how to run the bar, I enjoyed the bar, I just wanted to run my bar my way. Yeah. So, you know, I was I was pretty motivated to open up a, a place. My background, I, I, um, I owned an insurance agency for 25 years. Oh, wow, okay. And um, here's the, the, the version on the ins insurance was we made a bunch of money, and it was really awesome, and we were making more and more money every year. Didn't save a whole bunch because I made more all every year. And so after about goes. 2008, <laughs> yeah. um, I, we loved insurance, okay? Loved it. I, I did insurance for about a year. Well, I'm going to get to that because in 2008, the economy tanked, right? Mm. And um, 
it was we are we were making a ton and then we didn't make a ton and then we had to rebuild everything and it occurred to me in 2008 when everything crashed that it's not that I loved insurance, which I thought I did. I liked making money. I realized, wait, <laughs> insurance sucks. Insurance sucks. Uh, you know, no one calls your insurance guy going, hey, thanks for selling me stuff. It's always something burnt down. Someone crashed into something. My rates went up. Nobody likes the insurance guy. So, you know, even if you're the most likable insurance guy, they still, you're still the insurance guy. You're <laughs> miserable. You're still at arm's distance at all times. So I, um, I, I, so we did that for a couple more years, and I was like, I've got to get out of this. So I did, uh, you know, I do this, and I got a couple other things going on. Uh, but the, the Kava Bar is the, uh, the theme of this, so here we go. Well, you just pinned me to a theme when I was just about to pivot. Arden. Yeah! What do you do, man? Oh, yeah, so I do graphic design. I do graphic design for the bar. Um, I make pretty much all the, like, uh, social posts and uh, videos and all that shit. Uh, and it's pretty fucking great. Uh, I love it. Um, I, I came down here, um, I just kind of like stumbled upon it, um, because my, my, my partner at the time was like, you should try Kava, uh, cause I, uh, had, you know, I was just kind of like looking for something that wasn't alcohol that, uh, makes you feel all special inside. And uh, hold, that, hold that thought for one moment. Speaking of feeling special inside, our Kava tender is here. Indeed. Hello, everybody. It is your boy, Trey. Anybody want anything while I'm here? Just like pop in and ask. I'd like you to leave. No, no, come back. Keep that in. Double it. I'd like you to leave. <laughs> is this the cut and edit part of the show? or What? No, this is part of the show. Kicking him out is part of the show, every, always. And I'm back. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> what can I do you for? Oh, I don't need anything. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Could I get a bottle of water? Yes. Yeah, I'm man. Good. I got me my mushroom drink. That's, get, that's awesome. Trey, Trey, Trey before you go, let me get a kiss. <laughs> Staying okay. what? No. Who's your daddy? Hold on. Let me record this. No. Come here. Come here. Come here. All right. All right. Oh my god, stop. That was so oh my cute. Gosh. Put your shirts back wait, on. Wait, wait, Trey, 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 Trey. I did wait, not I think that kiss. was just going to be this kind of show. Oh god. I didn't plan for this. Unbelievable. I would have brought the condoms if I knew. Yeah, right? Story I have. Well, time. I brought them. Wow, this turned into a party. Yeah. Party hardy hardy. Okay, yes. Um so I um I uh so I stumbled in here uh and then Eric was doing magic. And I was like, okay, well, I'm never leaving. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, kind of the rest is history. Uh, I pretty much uh, am here doing my laptop. I moved here from LA uh, around after the pandemic because uh, funny thing about LA is um, the rent is very expensive. It sucks. Uh, yeah. And uh, when there's a global pandemic, uh, the people who uh, you live with uh, sometimes... Uh, decide that rent is not an expense you should pay um, <laughs> and uh, your landlords decide you should not be here um, so I was like getting the fuck out of Dodge uh, right before things got bad uh, Wait, so are you saying you left but uh, with with the lease still running and you didn't pay and just you just were no like, let, let I me leave the state I was like look you y'all can figure this shit out. I'm hostile of hostile pasta. As long as your name was on that lease, you're good. 
Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's fine. <laughs> I, thought you were about, I thought you were about to say, oh, wow. Everything worked out fine, but it was a fucking shit show. So, is this your, your you were paying and your roommates weren't? Or? Yeah, I was paying and my roommates weren't. Well, you're a dummy then. I know, I should have just gotten evicted, but uh, I was like, oh, man, listen, I've... You do not want to know how bad I've been with money uh, in my life. You know uh, what we should find out? How bad have you been with money in your life? Oh, God. When, it's some, when for... someone says you don't want to know, yeah, we want to know. know. Yeah, I want to know the like some <laughs> bad money things. All right, Arden, let me uh, get your social security number. Okay, yeah. Your credit score. Yeah, let me yeah, I'm gonna run you, your credit uh, score. Uh, credit check is for part of the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, I, fuck, I should have known. Standard <laughs> procedure. Do you have your ID? His credit score and his SAT score matched. Yeah, 400. Yeah, you know. No, yeah. Well, I mean... Abysmal. Listen, that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I went to film school. Um, How existential crisis of you. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Where'd you go? I went to Emerson College in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, you know, uh, home of Jay Leno and uh, t- other people. You've moved around the country a lot. Yeah, I did. I did. From like uh, 18 to like 23, I was just kind of... Bipping and bopping around. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, LA, LA, Boston. Boston. Yeah, I I grew up in Atlanta, um, and then I just kind of wound up here, Um, and yeah, I pretty much Stewart in Stewart, Florida. There you go. The the honestly the best place I've lived because everyone here is normal. Um, or not even we, normal. We, but like, we have a very different concept of normal. Okay, yeah, I was yeah not say. normal, but like I don't know, like. Uh, I was getting like mugged every week in LA. Like there was this one person who would like literally like follow me around uh, on my way to the bus, and I would be like, uh, "Am I am I making the keep audio? Talking. Just keep talking. Okay. Ignore me. I want to get I'm back a... to this. You got mugged by the same yeah, okay. person every day. So there's day? this one person. Why they were just, they like, were a very go, small a person, direction. and they would follow me on the way to the train, and they would be like, "I need you to give me money." I was like, no. And they, like, I would, like, try to, like, run away from them. And they would, like, grab me by the shirt collar. They, like, stole my groceries one time. Why didn't um, you, my question is, why didn't you, you just got walk in different direction? In your 20s from I got random... bullied. And they were, like, little. Like, they were, like, a little girl. And they were, like. <laughs> Sorry. First of all, buy a weapon. Or, like, okay. a taser. I'm not going to do that. And, like, I should. Taser look, child. There lots taser of things I should have done. <laughs> And they were, I, but like they were like, they were like. Pro, so I was living in uh, a part of LA they call the jungles. Mm. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know. Uh, I mean, for for the beyond initiated, the place where I lived, uh, the movie Training Day with Denzel Washington, like it's literally set in my neighborhood. Um, and so uh, it was like I literally, like they literally tagged my apartment complex like with like I don't I think it was like a Bloods thing. But I was li- literally, like, living in that area. So I didn't want to, like, I don't know, be uh, subjected to any violence. It's um, one of those things where I just, like, I, I want to just remove myself from it. Yeah, entirely. exactly. I'm just, like, yeah. it's, like, I'm not going to be a target. I'm not going to do anything. Um, and, yeah, so I was getting mugged every day by a little girl. Uh, um, but, you know, they're still stronger than me. How much power did this little girl wield? I mean, pretty strong. I, like, tried to break away from them a couple of times, and I couldn't. Like, literally my job, like, I was, like. Were there multiple little girls? No, it was just one. It was just one specific little girl. Just punch her. No, I'm not going to do that because, okay, literally my boss was, like, I'm going to teach you how to throw a punch because I was telling my boss about this at the time. And, like, I'm just, like, so fucking weak. Like, if anyone wants to get in a fight with me, they'll win. If you want an easy layup, like, 
bring me in. Uh, you can kick my ass. Stat boost. Uh, <laughs> stat, stat boost. What, what was that? You mean? want an XP grind? Just beat up artists. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Yeah, I'm like a... Yeah, I'm a random encounter. Um, <laughs> just kick my ass. You find him on the road to Dawnstar. Yeah. If you if you walk around in the... Why is Arden laid down on the floor? Oh, one of the ladies brought her six yeah. <laughs> If you wander around the tall grass, you can try to catch me. Uh, so, so yeah, both of you, for various reasons, found yourself in Stewart, yeah, Florida. pretty much. Um, in a long circuitous path, we sort of found each other, and it's it's been great. Uh, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. So, Eric, tell me about magic. The gathering. No, <laughs> no, I we're not talking about that. I have a question for him before he talks yeah. about magic because I've been thinking about this ever since I walked into Avacaba. As a person who struggles with like anxiety, it's very hard for me to go into places where I feel comfortable to be around people and like I ha- I struggle with like atmosphere a lot. So like walking into a building, it's like a lot of things going on all the time. Um, not shout out to other bars that I've gone to very chaotic and uncomfortable. Um, but when I walked into Havakava, it was like very warming and welcoming and like the atmosphere is so nice and like the decor is great. Did you hire like a designer or did you do this all by yourself? Because I like to say it is, it's beautiful in here. Well, thank you. First of all, um, our bartender, Dawn, uh, picked out most of the furniture and stuff. We had a specific theme in mind. Well, we wanted to do like a speakeasy kind of theme. What it actually would ha- what happened was I wanted to – I started out with what I didn't want, okay? No islands, no surfing, no beachy. Am I not close enough to the mic? No islands, no, no beach, no um, – yeah, uh, any of the surfing, they already have bars like that. Not that there's anything wrong with those bars. They already got those bars. So I'm like, I want something that makes people feel at home. So I was like, the living room. Yeah. So we put couches here and TVs here and, and things where, so you could get, get together. You could hang out. You could play games. You could talk with your friends. You could meet little groups. So you're not like squished into a little tiny area. Some bars are there. It's super loud there's a couple other things i did not want it super loud i want you to be able to talk to somebody here and be able to hear them number two i don't want it super dark this is not a nightclub we may have nights where it's like nightclub night or, or rave night or you know dance party night but in general i don't want open it to mic night with oh, the mood lighting the mood and open mic night but it was it's not intended to be so loud you can't hear or you can't talk or you can't see um, I like so we have game nights on Wednesday. We have board or games. Tuesday, I want pe- game nights are on Tuesday. Game nights on Tuesday. Schooled. Burn, <laughs> man. Got him. We're gonna change it now. It's game nights on Tuesday, and the it's reason we do that out of spite. Uh, and so uh, you, you could see, you could talk to people. We have a, a one room, the one we're in right now. This is, it could be kind of lighter, and then we have some areas that are a little darker. It, you know, you have. Whatever you're into, we'll have a spot for you, you know? Yeah. I really appreciate that because this is, like, one of the first places that I've ever walked to and felt, like, comfortable to just, like, be in the area. Yay! I love the um, family room, living room aesthetic because it literally makes me feel like being a kid and, like, every kid in the neighborhood gets together and always, you know, congregates at one friend's house. And it's always, like, the white mom with, like, the most, like generic like furniture and like decorations and stuff but it feels like home good comfortable the old white mom house that's what we're looking for. 
Yes. Yeah, and I mean, you know. But I have a white mom, so I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as a fellow haver of a white mom. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, this is just like, that's one of my favorite things about the place is that, you know, it's a, a place where everyone's just genuinely kind and genuinely kind of like really tries to make connections with people. And it's a place where like, no matter like what you're into, whether you want to do like art or like music or play board games, it's a place where you'll find like like-minded people to support you. It's like, it really just kind of feels like it's a magnet for all the cool, weird people. That's uh, what, you know, that I was going to say that earlier. So it's, I've only been in the Kava bar scene for like a little over a year. And so in my little over a year, maybe two years, approximately two years, no more than two years. I don't for know. Sure. You started going to Kava bars um, after I moved in with you and I moved in with you about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And because I remember when we first went to a Kava bar together, because I had been to a couple before that. And I will say, I definitely agree with uh, with Taylor on this, that this is probably my favorite Kava bar that I've walked into. Yay. That's the plan. My, my thing was that I, I noticed that. Because I, I was, I moved back to this area. I was, I was living in Daytona for a while, and I moved back over here. And I kind of had to restart and regrow my whole social circles. So I started trying to go out to different places. And my first thought was, well, I'm 21 now, so I can like go to bars and stuff and whatever. But that was just not really my scene on a regular basis because everybody is drunk. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And annoying. So let me tell you. So, so okay, sorry. Well, look, just to wrap that up, coming out to Kava places, all, all of them are a little bit different, and I will agree that this one's my favorite. I'm not trying to like appreciate it. stroke you off too much, <laughs> but appreciate that too. <laughs> but it is my favorite um, because the thing with like the scene that I've noticed is it is a magnet for unique individuals. Yeah, for better or for worse, but. I, you know, I, I think it's for the best. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I definitely have grown my social circles and find more like-minded people that are on the, the weird wavelength that I'm on um, in these type of places. But uh, uh, what were you going to say? No, uh, so that's one of the things I really like about it is you have uh, you, a lot of unique people. You're not um, – it's not quite a bar. It's it's kind of like a coffee shop, but you get different uh, drinks lounge. that make you feel yeah. different ways. But it's not a, an alcohol bar. So what that means is if you're a female, you can walk around and not get hit on by every guy. Right. Okay? You're also not going to have a bunch of people getting into fights. We have no you know, fights. People leave their wallets on the counter sometimes. Things don't get stolen. I'm not suggesting you you do that, but you know things don't get stolen. For legal reasons, people, definitely don't ever yeah. do that. He does not get people don't get leaving into, your things. Yeah, exactly. They don't get into fights. They don't, and then um, we talked about the kava, how, how it makes you feel relaxed. Yeah. But we also have teas where you have different strains, which will give you energy, which will give you focus, which will help relieve anxiety, which will help relieve pain. And so, depending on the strain, you could you could get your mood. Like there's some people that they they prefer the teas because they like to have the energy and the focus. Uh, and it helps them with attention challenges and things like that. And then they go and they'll play board games or they'll play video games or they'll play whatever they want to do. With the teas, you're talking about Kratom? The Kratom teas, yeah. yeah. So can you go a little bit in depth about Kratom versus Kava? Okay. So, okay, the Kava is, uh, it will make you feel relaxed. Again, it's got that reverse tolerance. And what that means is, you know, the first couple of times you need more and more. Uh, let me give you an example of that. Uh, for anyone who has smoked uh, weed, like the first time you smoke, you'll notice 
you don't know if you feel anything. Yeah. And then, because your body doesn't know what it's looking for. Yeah. And then the second or third time is when you start to really feel it. And so it's very similar is with that, With this. weed, is that a substance thing or is that just a lot of people don't know how to I'm not quite sure. I think smoke. it's mostly you feel it, but you don't know you feel it because you don't know the feeling that you're looking mm. for to feel yeah. until the next time you go, oh, yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, for, for me, brief tangent, first time smoking weed, I didn't get high because I just straight up didn't know how to inhale because I had never inhaled a thing before besides just oxygen. And I was like, this feels very unnatural and like difficult to do. I definitely agree. Uh, my first time smoking weed was very similar. Um, I didn't know how to inhale properly, like smoking through anything other than glass. And my friends were assholes and were like, this is for beginners. You're going to do great. And brought me over to a, uh, they had made a homemade gravity bong. So it's like a five gallon bucket that's full with water with a cut in half two liter on the, on the top or like cut off the bottom. So it's basically a full two liter. And they turn the cap of the two liter into the bowl. So it creates this big two liter bong. Massive. And I absolutely cleared it. Yeah. Like it was like full to the brim. I completely cleared it. And I've never been the same since. <laughs> All right. So here's the story. There was we, when we used to smoke and I'm older. So it was in the 1900s. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, the so, late 1900s. Let me tell you a story. This guy came in. And never smoked before. And we smoked with him. And he smoked. And um, we were friends with his girlfriend. We didn't really know the guy. And so everyone went outside afterwards uh, on the patio to smoke cigarettes. And I, don't, I didn't smoke cigarettes. So I was kind of inside. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go with them. He's, and we're like, all right, did you feel anything? I don't feel anything. He's like, well, here, smoke more. Smokes. Yeah, I, def I don't feel anything. Nothing. So he's like, they're like, come on out. We'll smoke a cigarette. So he walks outside. Through the screen door. <laughs> he just walked right through the screen door. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't feel anything. <laughs> to the screen door. <laughs> I'm like, do you maybe not think you feel something, but you actually do? As he busted through the screen door on the way out to the smoke cigarette. <laughs> that was our story. That's, That's awesome. So Hilarious. I don't, I don't think I've broken anything major while high like that before. I'm trying to think if I have. I've broken well, a very expensive bong. Very, very, very expensive bong. I, I almost broke something, my entire entertainment system, one time. What? Because I was very high, and I was playing a game, and I was short of breath from the smoking, but on top of that, laughing so hard about something dumb that was only funny to me. I was the only one in the room. I was laughing so hard that I couldn't catch my breath and I blacked out for like like half a second but it was enough time for me to like keel over and like pull like my controller was wired and I like pulled over everything onto the floor on top of me and I come to and I'm like what was that <laughs> and I had never because I had never like fainted or blacked out ever in my life before that I was like that I I don't I kind of like that <laughs> For a second, I was like, that, that was a new sensation. <laughs> so let me tell you. So we used to, this is a, this is a, okay. My friends and I, we would go and we would smoke and we would play Monopoly. Mm -hmm. And we'd play for money. Nice. But it, like, not oh, okay. like a lot of Real money. Real money? Like five money. Not like 
the not like fifteen hundred bucks a person. Okay, like, so you weren't like, like actually you put buying, five like, bucks property. in the middle or ten bucks <laughs> in the middle, which at that time would be like putting twenty bucks in the middle today, right? And then if you win, you get the money. That was the deal. And we we would smoke and we play and we and we had a way to play those a little faster. Like you roll and it's your turn. You you pick it up. We and everyone's paying attention, so you go pretty quickly. And because the big part of the, that game was when you negotiate properties, mm-hmm. right? And then we we finish. We throw five more bucks. We play again. Okay, we do this. Uh, one night we were so stoned. It was like five in the morning. We must have played ten games. And I looked down, right, and I grabbed the dice. I'm like, stop everything. I'm like, I didn't get my money for pass and go. Okay, mm-hmm. we were really stoned, by the way. And so <laughs> so they're like, they're like Eric. I'm like, no, no, I'm no. We're not doing anything till I get my money for my my guy was on go. Okay, I was pissed. And so like we're they're they're like trying to tell him. They're trying to stop, stop the me. presses, shut down the government. I, I, I'm money. lighting my money, right? And so after all of a sudden. The, my buddy who's sitting there, they're staring at each other. I'm like, what is going on? They're like, Eric, we didn't start yet. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't start. We played so many games. I was on the middle of, I don't know what, but my guy was on go. It's like, Eric, we didn't even pick parts, pieces yet. <laughs> we didn't even start the game yet. <laughs> what, what, what Monopoly piece do you usually pick? Car. I was a car. car. The car. He was Very nice. All right. Yeah. Arden, what, what, pick, what piece do you pick? Uh, the, the, the thimble. Mm, solid. Yeah. I feel like the thimble is like. I think like, we're retired. They might be retired. I think it's retired by now. That's a, that's like an outlier pick. Yeah. I uh I switch between the uh, the car and the battleship. The motherfucking hat bitches, God. Hat bitches, you're the dog. I, Come on, fess up, no, the dog. I, okay, so I was. <laughs> this is kind of funny because. In normal Monopoly, yes, I would also be the thimble. Hell yeah, thimble however, game for life. However. Growing up, I didn't have regular Monopoly. I had Family Guy Monopoly. Oh, wow. And it, it was all Family Guy pieces, and I was Brian, so I was the dog in that one. Oh, hey, there you go. Family Guy Monopoly is really goofy. Yeah. Um, what's uh, what's uh, the most expensive um, spot? Oh, I don't know it like that. <laughs> On Family Guy? On the Family Guy Monopoly, yeah. What's the Family Guy version of Boardwalk? Yeah, yeah. The Clam. It definitely got to be the Clam. I would hope so. They had a lot of obscure locations the on there. It's the Simpsons. They had like one that was like the radio tower. Like, uh, huh? I mean, Family Guy's not really a locations-based show. That's a... not not in like they go to locations, but it's usually like a one-off thing. Yeah. Whereas like... most of the town that like you regularly see in the show is like there's only there's like a very small handful. Yeah. When you said Family Guy, I really thought you said Family Feud, and I was just picturing like a Monopoly board with Steve Harvey's face on it. <laughs> I was like, I have never no. heard of that, but I want it. Family Feud Monopoly needs to be a thing now. I don't yes. even know what that would be like. Like sounds... it would just be like in between. You have to like do surveys and stuff. It'd be like in between yep. turns. Name three properties you'd want to have a house on. Instead of chance <laughs> cards, you just got question cards. <laughs> yep. Why did you wind up in jail? We the railroad a, is Steve Harvey's mustache. We asked a hundred men, "What Monopoly piece do you pick?" <laughs> I have, if, I, I, we asked a hundred <laughs> ladies, "If Steve Harvey was a piece of clothing, where would you wear it?" Like, now, those are the questions. Come on, they're like, "Oh, come on!" They always have some sus-ass questions on there. Yeah, and they're like, "Yes, if something." Name something that vibrates in your purse. Like that, that's like yeah. the new Family Feud. There's well, no, obviously always, that's number one. And they always ham up the yeah. like fake Steve Harvey reaction of going, "Oh, uh-huh. you, you, you can't say that on TV." 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Some place you'd find milk. Boobs. <laughs> Can't and believe they would say one. that. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> number one is ninety-eight people. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steve Harvey is a trip. He looks like Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. He Him does. and Dr. Phil are just light mode and dark mode. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um. Uh, who did we leave? Who did I leave off on? I don't know. Where are we? We're just uh, kind of hanging out. So back to the kratom. We've got this. <laughs> yes. Okay. Finish that. Sure. So we got the strains. That, so we got the different yeah. strains. That's the story we were talking about. The kratom's the tea, and this is like a miracle Th- tea. This is great, by the way, because in my no more than two years of going to kava bars, I still don't really understand kava and kratom very well. So. Okay. Continue. So you got the kava. Makes you feel relaxed. The kratom, they take the uh, the leaves and they brew it into a tea. There now the kratom, the same stuff from the uh, kava. No, I'm totally t- different plant. Okay. Ka- the kava <laughs> plant is is from the pepper family. Kratom plant is in the coffee family. Got it. Mm. Okay, so it, I didn't know that. It uh, and what they do is they take the leaf. Now the 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 there's. It's denoted by different colors, okay? The colors, it's not the color of what the tea looks like. It's supposedly the color of the vein in the leaf. Um, but everybody has the same concept and meaning of what the uh, colors do. So uh, the white is an energetic tea. So the white tea will give you the most amount of energy, okay? So if you order white, if you want focus, energy, you want to get revved up a little bit, white. On the other side of it is the red, and that's the more relaxing. It'll give you more pain relief, um, and it's been used. They actually use it medicinally in some places. Uh, the red will do that, and the green is a little bit of both. We'll give you some pain relief and some energy. So they say white's for flight. That's how you know it's the energy one, and red's for bed, and that's how you know okay. it's the relaxed one. And green's in between. Okay. Okay. And any all anything else is just a subset that's of a good way to remember it. Yeah. of uh, of or combination thereof of Some those sort of three hybrid. strains. I was stuck with green, just because yes. it seemed the most like. If you come to a kava bar, if someone's listening to this, they're like, "That sounds cool. What do I get?" Get a green tea. You don't have to reverse tolerance where you have to drink a lot to get a feeling of it. You'll know if you feel it. It it is noticeably yeah. feeling. You know, I tell people like. Uh, you ever had a, a, a vitamin? You take vitamins and you're like, oh, I feel great. And people are like selling you the vitamins. You feel great. And you take the vitamins. You're like, I don't feel great. I don't even feel it. Yeah. Okay. That's not what this stuff is. Okay. It's not quite as I took a tequila and I can't see your drive. This is a <laughs> more, but more closer to that than I took a vitamin. Okay. Mm. It will noticeably feel it. You will, your mood will change. It will give you an uplift in mood uh, significantly. Like you will notice if you have, whether it's like an eight ounce or, 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 or 16 ounce, you will notice a, a noticeable change uh, if, you've ne- if you haven't had it before in your mood, your person, in, in your, um, and, how, and basically how you feel. It's I definitely work. notice a difference uh, with, uh, with um, the kava because um, I, I used to only do kratom when I went out to kava places because mm-hmm. I didn't really understand the kava very well. I didn't let my body understand it. Um, now I'm starting to get it. And the last few times that I've come out here where we do the big group bulas and stuff, I'll, I'll – um, it's also definitely way more enjoyable as a group too. Yeah. So, so one but of the things that they, oh, sorry, go ahead. One, one of the things that I noticed very strongly is I, w- I would go from, uh, over the course of maybe an hour, I would st- ramp down from 
feeling like okay daily daily routine i have to do this and this and this i have to keep my train going and then i would take the kava and then i would relax get and hang out and i would feel a very noticeable shift yep. like you're saying that it wasn't strong and inebriating but it was very they go together deliberate. like peanut butter and jelly kind yeah. of so one of the things that i, I that i really like about the the kava and the kava bars is so the, the tea you kind of drink by yourself you go you pick what kind of strain you want you get the drink you you know you talk to people and do your stuff but the kava is done communally and it's it's been doing that for thousands of years ceremonially and it's a group thing so at different bars they say different things bula is the general it's the fijian for two life Okay. Um, it's like the Jewish Lachayim, yeah. you know, or, or, or Cheers or whatever you want to call it from wherever it is. Um, and, they all, and everybody does it together. Now, it usually comes in, a, in a, uh, either a coconut shell or a bowl. It's four to six ounces, depending on where you get it. Um, but in most of the people, uh, technically, they drink the whole thing. So you, it's not a sip it drink, although you can do whatever you want. No, but most people, then they boo it. So the, everyone does it together. So you got 12 people at the bar. Everyone gets a full, gets a cup. They all say, yell bula. They tap the glasses. They bounce, they hit the, hit the table. That's some Irish tradition to get the evil spirits out yeah. or something. I don't know. Boom, one of those. And then they, uh, they down the whole drink. And it, it, so it's, it's a real bonding experience for a lot of people in the place. Business idea. You hire a bouncer that watches people, and if they sip and don't take the whole drink, you kick them out. Oh, I, oh, oh, there's a little girl in L.A. that could do that. <laughs> Fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, my gosh. That was a hell of a well, callback. Should, Thank you. That, that, was, that, 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 that was great. That was impressive. That was, I'll admit it. That was peak. That should go in podcast highlights. That's God. a podcast highlight my for sure. is witty out here. Yeah, right? Um, I wish I was witty. I could have outsmarted the person who took like least two hundred dollars from Jesus. me. You could have just How? walked and my fucking away groceries. From she stole my fucking groceries. How old was this girl? You could have walked into know. a bar. How old did she look? Like between like uh, Eight eighteen and, and twenty-one. Oh, so oh, okay. Not a and she girl. was no, oh, but she was like, like a little brownie or something. But she was like short, short. Like she was really, really short. Like she was shorter than me. I, have, it is embarrassing. Did she have like a knife or something? Like no, but I didn't want to risk it. Just she could have. Just her dagger stare. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to like attack. Like I don't. Tr- you don't know what people have on them. Should have hit her with that mean I'm ass cooch kick. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you keep you this up, I'm gonna take away your Barbie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, what, the I'm way having... I got rid of her. The way I got rid of her was when COVID happened. I was like. I was just like, hey, <coughs> like I, I just that, it worked. It worked. <laughs> I imagine I like to imagine that like you were her first lick that she ever hit, and she's like, this is easy. Yeah, I'm sure. No, <laughs> I'm like, such a fucking I, easy mark. <laughs> so she just kept coming back. Like repeat, customer. literally, you like you know, yeah. I, I, you can just fucking walk all over me. Um, Please don't, everybody who listens to this pod. Respect, yeah, no. Please don't mug me. Or something. Um, Arden, how did you get into comedy? To comedy? Uh, well, I'm fucking hilarious. So I, I, that's that's <laughs> the first. There you go. I have to imagine the film school had a. Yeah, yeah. So um, Emerson's got a really big comedy scene, um, and I pretty much um, there are all these comedy troops on campus that I, I was trying to get in. I did not get into any of them, mm. um, but they had bad taste. 
Yeah, well, yeah. no, it wound up just being like, yeah, it was so weird. It was like the frats type thing. It's uh, not you, it's me. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> even know. I don't even know why I didn't get into a comedy troupe, it, but whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, so I just was like, all right, I'm going to just do my own fucking shit. Um, and uh, it worked. And then everyone in the comedy Wait, troupe so wanted to do? be in my... Um, so I made uh, some web series. Um, I remember one of them you were showing. Yeah, I, I showed a vet off around the bar. I did this one like about like a summer camp in the 1970s where weird shit happens. And like uh, there's, you know, all sorts of stuff. I write plays. I wrote some plays. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. And then when I moved to L.A., um, I was, uh, you know, trying to break into the entertainment industry. And, uh, you know, that wasn't uh, working out very well. Um, but my friends uh, were all doing open mics and stuff. Uh, and so I started doing stand-up comedy uh, there. Um, and, you know, I've made a lot of really good friends. I've, you know, well, some of my friends are TV writers and uh, stuff I, like that. I have a similar question yeah. when I get to Eric about magic. But first, what was the first, your first bit the first thing you did at open mic yeah well the kind of like big uh recurring bit i would do is like i would force everyone to watch a movie like i would like awkwardly uh pull up like youtube clips of, you gave like, homework during your comedy yeah stand-up? that was the point this like i would like, like something andreas does on a regular basis yeah like i would just oh be my like, god uh, yes okay fr- friend, like, friend of the show andreas he holds people hostage there was a night <laughs> sorry we have yeah. to go on a tangent here there was a night that i was showing andreas my new car that i had got i had just gotten a 2007 cadillac cts hey so i was like taking him for a little spin and it whatever it's like past midnight Gotta be past midnight, like one, two o'clock in the morning. He's supposed to be going home. I'm supposed to be going to bed. We pull back into the driveway after uh, taking the car for a ride, and he's like, "Hey, man, there's this anime I think you would really like." And I'm like, "All right, bet. Send it, send send me the link. I'll watch it later." And he's like, "Nah, watch the first episode with me now." And puts it on in the middle of the conversation and holds me hostage in my own car and made me watch an entire episode of Samurai in the Champloo. Car? Yes, in the not car. Not even on the fucking TV. No, he would not See, let me get out of the car. That's, where that's I've learned. just shameful. Andreas is one of my best friends. I've known him my whole life. That I've learned with him that when he does that and it's a bad time, I just get out. I would have just stopped the car and gotten out and left him there. I, I felt bad. It was like one of my first times hanging out with Andreas. And Devin had told me about this before. I, I, I love Andreas. He's I don't know great. who this person is, but um, I'm going to, if he even mentions that he wants to watch something, I'm just going to like <laughs> run. Nope. Right. Be like, I'll give him this. He does have good taste and stuff. He and does like, have good taste. And like, like, what does he like? Well, the show that he showed me was uh, Samurai Champloo, which is very similar to Cowboy Bebop, just Samurais. Oh, like and Cowboy it was, Bebop, yeah. It's uh, done by the same that voice actors and same animation. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch anime, so. Well, it's very similar to Cowboy Bebop. It's uh, very, it was very good, yeah. but it was just the the situation of him holding me hostage. That's was... fair. Well, you know, I okay. So yeah, back to your first bit. So you would make people. Yeah, so I'd make people watch movies. Watch. Like I would like literally like, and I just I, I was really it's like I'm really into like cringe comedy. Yes. Um, if anyone's ever seen me at the. Havakava Academy open mic. That's kind of my bit. Yes. Um, Watching everyone cringe. Yeah, I force everyone to feel uncomfortable, uh, which is my favorite thing in the world. A brief solace from our comfort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta like feel 
Like, if, if you can get someone to just feel like, oh, my God, I can't believe this person's doing this right now. Like, that's hilarious to me. The best the best is when you can force that feeling upon them yeah. while you feel normal. Yeah, exactly. That's when it's fun. No, totally. Like, I feel like it's, like, like I feel completely at ease doing, yeah. like, what I – because I just am, you know, baseline pretty embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's – Baseline. Yeah. Baseline. No, yeah, exactly. If you uh, – like oh my god my my ex would be like you're my little clown because you're so funny and i'm just like uh, that's why she's the ex yeah that's why she's the ex she she called me her little clown all the fucking time and it was like supposed to be her like term of affection and it's like i don't know why but this kind of makes me feel bad about myself um it's a very submissive and breedable term little clown yeah it's like slightly (laughs) turned on slightly offended yeah exactly (laughs) now that that was my entire relationship now that should be your instagram name no no little clown little clown l-i-l l-i-l clown l-i-l if you drop some uh some bars on soundcloud that's your rap name what's up y'all little clown l-i-l apostrophe little clown oh that that should be your stage name for when you do the the cringe uh songs for open mic oh no i'm not gonna do that i just it's no i'm not gonna gentlemen next up we've got little clown Hey guys, what's up? I'm Lil Clown. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go. Want to sing White Christmas for him? Oh, you want me to do it? No, too no. late. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna recoil right dreaming now. Dreaming of a white Christmas. Well, thank you guys for listening in. Chris. No, you won't. You won't. Don't, don't fucking do it. I'll get on every mic. Oh, did, did, you turned off a mic. It's on again. I turned oh. it off. <laughs> when? <laughs> when he decided beginning. he wants people to still listen? <laughs> no, I feel like this shit's gold. What the fuck? Okay, uh, whatever. I saw it in the waveform. Just goes flat. They should cast you as a new Morty voice, voice in Rick and Morty. Oh, God. I would never. Well, I, I wrote a Rick and Morty spec in college. And, uh, you know. Oh, God. Spec? A spec. Yeah, like, a, so, like. When you want to be a TV writer, they have you like write like fa- basically fan fiction for yeah. like uh, the TV shows. I've heard of this concept. I've never heard the term. Yeah, so it's like that's called a spec script. Okay. So I wrote, that's yeah. But I was really into Rick and Morty in college, and then after season three, it kind of went downhill. So. I agree. Yeah, three was peak. That was just like it could have just ended. No, two was peak. Two was. Oh, peak. I'm sorry. Yeah, two was peak. But and three, then three, it just kind of started going down. And I, that could have yeah. been the bookend if they could have. Yeah. You know. Apparently, they're coming back for a season seven with new voice actors. Yeah, I've heard that. Well, they it's, they, they ordered like um a, like a one hundred episode deal, which is yeah. like unheard of. Um, which you know makes sense. Like it's kind of like they're like, it's kind of like on the level of like Family Guy and uh, Simpsons at this point, where it's just gonna kind of run forever. Um, like you can't you can't. Uh, undiddle that doodle. Uh, I don't know. Tell that to Justin Roiland. Oh. Tell him to undiddle. Oh, well, God. you be undiddling that doodle. Oh, oh my God. Oh, jeez, Rick. Ah. Oh, Lord. That uh, was do you really think he's going to do up. a voice in court? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, think, which, which voice do you think he's no, going to do in court? No, Unacceptable! I imagine, no, no, I imagine, like, uh, he's, like, getting his documents together. The judge asks him the question, and he's like, Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, oh. He just lets it slip every once in a while. Oh, jeez, your honor. I... <laughs> uh, your, your honor. Your honor. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to. 
beat my wife. Ah, jeez. Ah, jeez, oh, Rick. The judge, the judge. So good. Instead of Rick being quick adventure, in and out, the judge is like, a quick speedy uh, trial. Speedy trial. Justin, you can't beat your wife, Justin. I can't do a Morty. I can't, I can do Morty. I can't That's do a solid attempt. It was a solid one. <laughs> can I insert the burps in there? Yeah, yeah. you hit the burps down. I don't know yeah, about the voice, you. though. Good job. <laughs> so, have good you seen Morty, Eric? Yeah, uh, a few. I, I, that wasn't my favorite of stuff. Yeah, that's fair. I think I just didn't really fully pay attention. Yeah. It's my style, too. So. Yeah, I know. I was like, it feels like a thing you'd like. I don't know. Eric, um, tell me about magic. Not the gathering, the art form. All right, yeah, so... Uh, that's what I, I also am a full-time magician, you know. I uh, after that's well, like I, the coolest humble brag ever. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's what huh. I do, man. So, well, what happened was, I when I was selling insurance, I had went to lunch with the client, and the client uh, had to get a present for their nephew, and they went to a magic store. They said, "Do you want to go?" And this is back when they had magic stores. The internet didn't engulf magic oh, until that's so lately. Cool. And um, like, but what happened was that it's, before they had kava bars, they had magic stores. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you go, you go to the space. magic store, and all the magician people would hang out and hey, watch this, watch this. So I went to a magic store. I bought a magic trick. I was like, I was at the magic store, and I go home, and I was like, Hey, look at this! I show them a magic trick, and people are like, That's awesome. What else you got? That was not. There was no else. That yeah. was it. That was it, right? <laughs> like, so, uh... so I went back the next week. I got another one. So I said, Watch this, and they said, Oh, great! You got another one? Yes, I do. What happened now? Now I'm nothing. So I went back a third time and a fifth time, a thousandth time. And uh, so I like doing the magic. And then after a while, you learn different stuff. And, uh, and while I was winding the insurance before I figured out what I was going to do next, um, I tried to pick up a couple magic shows and then a couple more. And, and uh, so then all of a sudden it turned into an actual job. Mm. And uh, it became much better than the insurance. We, that was on the, the number one part when we got the insurance. I had to replace my income, apparently. And Florida, you still need to eat. So... Yeah. Uh, I was doing magic shows and <laughs> not I, in other states. Though, now I still Florida, do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about other states. They don't deal with other states. Wyoming, but I, mean, I don't know what they're doing over there. <laughs> nope. Wyoming, they're really into Florida magicians. Uh, Wyoming yeah. magicians. I have no idea. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I do magic shows. I do kid shows, adult shows with strolling magic. I thought when I learned how to do magic, I was like, I just wanted to walk around and do magic for people. So I like that's the strolling magic, maybe mm-hmm. at parties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But in the world of magic, um, there is a lot of you can get. A full-time career doing that even adult shows but kid shows are like the lowest hanging fruit because you know the birthday parties hire a magician a bunch they, of parties and also every you week do easier tricks and stuff so it, well like... it, okay so that's a bigger concept if you want to have a magic uh, lecture or a, a magic podcast i could do this for hours <laughs> but kids uh the magic is different for kids. The kids, it's not about tune in next week. How did you do this? Eric's magic podcast. Dun, 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 dun. But it's kids are more about the story that you tell for the trick that you do, mm. where because they it's it's, it's literally the journey and not the result. Where adults are like, you know, have no you know no attention span. They were like, what's this? You know, uh, like the kids aren't all as depending on the kids aren't all especially as you get younger are not. How do you do it? They're like more. Oh my! They're more amazed that it happened instead of trying to. Well, how, wait. What did he do there? I didn't see his fingers that entire time. <laughs> they don't care, you know. And plus, uh, kids. The type of magic and type of stuff you do for kids are different than than adults. Kids. All right. 
when you th- kids, when something's funny, if you do it again, it's funnier. For adults, if you do it again, you're ridiculous. Okay, kids find see kids kids every day. The world's a new a new place. Everything's new for kids, so they find comfort in things that they um, like and understand. So, for example, if you have a nephew, or I don't think you have kids, but if you have nephews or nieces or whatever, cousins. yeah, and if they ask you to read a book, you're like, I just read you this book. They pull out the same book. Or they want to watch a movie. They watch the same movie a hundred times because they find comfort in things that they already know and like. Whereas adults won't need novelty in something new. Um, so when you do a magic trick for a kid, if you do something if, or tell a joke, if you tell it again, it's funnier. And so because they feel comfortable doing that. So if you use that to your advantage, you can get stuff that makes it really, really funny and have them have a blast. Isn't there a rule about that? How in wholesome. Hey, resident coffee tender. Okay. You have to turn that microphone around. Yes. How you doing? Time to pay up. Oh, what? Word. Oh, he's a debt During collector. During a podcast? Yes. Okay. Debt collector. <laughs> he doesn't think highly of your podcast, huh? Ah. He takes the cash during the podcast. I think highly of my paycheck. Speak ah. On the microphone, what, sir. What do I, what do do I, what do do I owe there. you? I think highly of my paycheck. We appreciate that. And the podcast. As the paychecker. Yeah, what do you I owe you? You are a loud train. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you you owe, oh, oh, well, if you... Uh, no? 863? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Did you put my discount in? (laughs) Did you put my discount in? Our sponsor uh, is Havacava today. It's actually a question for both of you kind of thing. Yeah. Isn't there like a writing, maybe not a rule, maybe there's not a name for it, but there's like a rule of sevens when it comes to funny things where it's like the first three times it can be funny. Then it becomes unfunny, and then it wraps around that, and being funny again. I, I don't think there's a specific number, but that is a real thing. I think it was seven for some reason. Interesting. By the way, if either of you oh, don't tip man, me well, I will call you out in front of God and Does all the Does anyone have on 63 podcast. cents? <laughs> all right, I'll just, here, I'll give you $8 in cash, and then I'll put the rest on my card. I want to interrupt this because Devin... Devin's screensaver just popped up because he hadn't touched it. It says Ligma so Balls. It is the Apple logo, and it just says Ligma Balls, and it, like, floats around the screen like the DVD Wasn't logo. Wasn't that a fired Twitter employee? Didn't, like, Elon Musk, like, make up, like, right, like Ligma oh, no. Balls had been fired from... It was, uh... Ligma and Johnson. Ligma and Johnson. I don't yeah. know if he was in on it. I thought it, I thought it was just I mean, people. he probably saw it and was like, I'm gonna make it a joke. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I think it was two people who just... Pose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, they took advantage so of the situation. It's not letting me do cash. This part can get cut out. No, keep it. Double it. it. Let me just. Okay, then give me back the cash, and then I'll play pay with Apple Pay. That's right. fine. That's totally fine. I think it was. I think it was figured it out. I think it was just two you. random people that were that were taking advantage you of the situation. It. Oh well, here I'll give you. And a, they were like, you know what? Let's pretend to be. Uh, uh, fire Twitter employees for the clout because you know it was a big trending story how he's fired like I remember that 89% of the staff or whatever number I just made that up I feel like that's pretty normal though or at least that's why I understand to be normal when uh, you know huge corporate buyouts like that happen I saw it I've seen house. it in video game de- dev teams all the time Yeah. whenever they're bought out there's usually like a massive wipe of the old guard thank you yeah, they were talking about it like a lot of um Silicon Valley followed suit and started downsizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, it's just uh, tech layoffs are bad these days. 
Oh, I have like a, a small story that doesn't relate to anything on this podcast today. Well, make sure you jump right in with that then. Yeah. Silicon Valley. Um, My grandmother had a sister who lived in Silicon Valley before it became... we need, we need became... a tree right now. We need to figure out this out by tree. Your grandmother's sister, go. Yeah, she lived in Silicon Valley before it was Silicon Valley. So and it's just Valley? Pretty, yeah. Uh, it was unestablished, and when she died, uh, my grandma and my great uncle received like three million dollars for her property. Trey, I hope you know it was I tipped crazy. Forty percent, by the way. Yeah, you three million dollars of the property, and <laughs> I just thought that was kind of crazy. It is crazy. That's, That's crazy. A serious case. Yeah, I and did they, not after get they shit died. from that. Did not get shit. What happened for it? They, my grandma just got hella cash. Shout out grandma and not sharing. Fuck grandma. Don't give a shit fuck about grandma. her. What's with grandma's fuck not sharing? Yeah, honestly, fuck that bitch. <laughs> I ain't I, getting nothing when she dies. I got a bougie what grandma. What did you do to piss so. off granny? She just doesn't love me. Why Whoa. not? What'd you do? Yeah, well, yeah. Spell. I'm going to be real. As being a part of her family, uh, me, Taylor's my fiance for y'all who don't did know. Did not know this. Whoa, I didn't yeah. know. Dude, if I was you, you better, you better shape Wait, her why up. Why don't you guys you better shape up. Grandma's got three mils. No, listen, no. Her grandmother is like the worst human being on the planet Earth. Oh, wow. I, I, will, I won't elaborate on that, but she she deserves the hatred she gets. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? There's a podcast about it. Uh, I don't remember what the I episode is. I hate my is. grandma? No, it's about <laughs> grandma's the, a bitch. the tragedy of my life and... My grandma plays a reason why my life is so tragic. Mm. But okay. we're not going to get into it on this podcast. No, no, no. We That's don't need to get episode. into it. But if you were going to get into it, what I was thinking is, okay, but if you make amends, even for fake, for a short period of time, I could think of like three million reasons that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Is your grandma like looking million. for a sugar baby? That bitch a sugar is clown? a holy roller, a sugar clown. Yeah, for sure. A sugar clown, a sugar, yes. A sugar yeah. clown. <laughs> I, I don't oh, even you know think she knows do? what a dick is at this should, point in her life. We should shake grandma down. Yeah. Right? Where's this we girl? Should. Let's, let's go rob your grandma. Let's, let's, jump let's, that get, let's get that girl. We got that anymore. girl coming in. Yes, we got to hire the girl oh, yeah. from LA I, to be a part of the crew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shake down grandma. But, listen, the next step is getting her to guest on the podcast. Right? Her name oh, is Vanessa. Crazy. And uh, I never knew her. I never learned her name. We're going to call her Vanessa. This, you're, you've, been, you've, been, you've been lifting chump change. We're going to the big time now. Oh, Shout yeah. out, Leah. Fuck old people. Facts. Respect. Shout out, cum. Where did that come into the conversation? Fuck old people. This Fuck podcast grandmas. has been co- sponsored by cum. Yeah. Yes. Just, and Havacava. <laughs> I don't know if those two brands necessarily want to be next to each other. Um, but no, I, I think this is a pro-cum establishment. I don't know. I'm sm- Maybe I'm... <laughs> I don't know if I should. Depends where it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, like separately, like you know, separation of common kava. Like, yeah. yeah, separate. Definitely separation of that. You gotta write that in. Don't the, don't come in the kava. Oh god, we have big issues Devin, about that's, that. Devin, that's an episode about, title. About right in the <laughs> Our last two guys left. I'm not going to say why, but it is now separated. <laughs> Going forward, that's a sign outside on the on the window. Yeah. Oh God! Oh my God! Um, when, I, when you were talking about magic, it made me think. How? What's your sleight of hand like? Like this. Right. <laughs> I did. I did a silly hand gesture for people that are not looking. No, but uh, the reason so, I thought about that is because when, when you're talking about doing these trick, like random one trick, like. One at yeah. a time, and they were like, "Do another one." You're like, uh, "I can't." I would have just like learned the sleight of hand things first, and then when they say, 
do another trick. You pull out a twenty that you stole from their wallet. You're like, is this your twenty? Yes. Well, you can do that. There's we they have videos start, on how to do that. How to yeah, do pickpocketing. Pickpocketing people. The reality is when you first start, you should not be doing a lot of sleight of hand stuff. You should be doing like self-working stuff mm. because there's always, there's parts to magic that are – there's the sleight of hand stuff or the with the actual magic. Then there's uh, like the misdirection. So like I need to know what you're – I need to know what you're seeing, what you're seeing, and what you're seeing so that I know when I can do what it is I have to do. And then there's a third part of the sleight, which is actually the doing it. So, which, so there's a bunch of stuff going on. And so – the first couple times you want to do stuff that's like automatically done so you can work on your presentation and on what's happening and not so much concern yourself with what you're doing. And over time you start learning more thing, more like slights and things the card that you're stuff. doing. Exactly. That's like is, algorithmically kind of predetermined. This is very interesting for me way. because when I was um, late in high school, I started getting really into like magic and puzzles okay. uh, through a, through a YouTuber. Um, Which YouTuber? Chris Ramsey. Okay. I like I his know. stuff. Yeah, he does a bunch of card tricks. That's how I learned how to do snap change, uh, a card spring. And um, there's a trick that he called card gambling. I watched him do puzzles for hours. Yeah, I also used to watch him do puzzles. But um, that's exactly how I set it up, how I was in the beginning. I learned how to do a snap change first. And I was like, look at this trick. And they're like, okay, show me more. Yeah. So I started learning more tricks. And... Um, it got to the point where I started having to learn how to do the sleight of hand stuff because I still don't know how to shuffle at all. And I don't know how to get cards to where I want them into the deck. So I kind of just stopped doing magic at that point. Why don't you fix that problem instead of stopping the magic? So, yeah, I, so I you're, got, learning, really, I got you're high... learning difficulty, semi-difficult sleights. And, you know, so what you could do is if you bought tricks that didn't use the sleights. So, so that, let's say you bought a card where they're, you know... A lot of the times, if you buy like self-working, I'm using air quotes, so it's card tricks. Then you know what happens is you're not really worried about a um, are they going to catch you because it's it's designed to not do that. Like the where the trick is built into what it is you you do, you know. So then you can concentrate on getting your point across, and then you can learn other tricks with that. So you don't not necessarily have to learn every single sleight. As a matter of fact, there's some great magicians even here in town that are just amazing performers. And in the world of magic, probably wouldn't be considered so great. Would you rather see a magician that is amazing with their sleight of hand and you wouldn't see anything, it looks amazing, or one that entertained the hell out of you? You know, you don't, as a, as a person, as an audience person, I don't really care what secret stuff they're doing behind the scenes. I care that it's good for me, you know, that I enjoy yeah. it. And so I think that people prefer I don't that. want your Penn and Teller bullshit, I want plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my main issue was that the people that I was showing mainly were like my family and friends, and they were always like, "How'd you do that? That was fast. Do it again." Yeah. And they didn't really care about like the build up of the joke. I did start setting up my decks for one of the tricks, just so I could start off with that. But that's really it. Yeah. So you'll learn when you do this. Number one. So there's three rules of magic. Rule number one is never tell them how it's done. You find that you break that rule sometimes. They'll be like, how's it done? How's it done? You finally go, oh, well, I just flipped the thing over. And then they're like, oh, that's it. No matter what you do, when you tell someone, they go, ruin it. oh, that's it. Yeah. And th there's never like, oh, that was so amazing. The amazing has already happened. So when you show them how it's done, all it does is two things. Number one, disappoints them. And number two, disappoints you. Mm. So they think they want to know, but they do not want to know. It's like Santa Claus in that regard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what you should start saying. It's just when they ask, you're like, you don't want to know. 
You don't want to know. Then they go. About it. But the problem is, if you say you don't want to know, you know what happens? They want to know. know. They want to know more. (laughs) And then number two is you never do the same trick twice because the first time it's amazing. The second time it's for education, and your job is not to teach them how to do it. And then you're breaking rule number one. Because you break rule number one. True. What's the third rule? The built-in rule of magic is gatekeeping. Yeah. Never talk. Never show them your trick. (laughs) The third rule. The third rule is really secret. It's a secret rule. I can't even tell you. That's okay. how secret it is. Wow. Okay. That's the third rule. It's just a secret. <laughs> it's just like there's like a bulletin board of three rules, and number three is just blank. Blank. <laughs> it's just a shush. Confidential. Two rules. Only two rules. Only two rules. It's uh, fuck bitches, get money. Yes, it is. <laughs> FBG. Featuring little clown. It's, it's rule two point five. Yeah. That's at, little, what that's point, at what point does magic lead to fuck you bitches and getting money? What, where's the. <laughs> oh, like day like, one. Day easy, one, I would assume. Easy. Day one. I swear. Yeah. Hour uh, one, even. <laughs> I, would be, I would be going up to, to bitches at the cafeteria and be like, hey, look at this magic trick. <laughs> like, girls I was friends with. Slaying pussy. Slaying. That's, that's what Slaying the ladies are looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see my snap change that I worked on for so long? Watch this. Tr- who wants to see a magic trick? Oh. <laughs> All right, creepy ass. Are these your panties? <laughs> Is this your virginity? <laughs> I'm going to make your hymen you do that disappear. One? <laughs> two, one, two, three. <laughs> Wait, wrong three. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Bad. <laughs> I was holding up three fingers. He's holding up three different fingers. <laughs> Are you shocked? No, I don't even a little bit. <laughs> um, We're going to mime for a moment. Everyone, please relax. Just kidding. Uh, that was good I was going to go with it. I was going to do it. <laughs> I thought about it. Do some miming. I'm stuck I don't know how to mime, but... I'm well, I mean, it's... Miming is all... Look, I'm, pulling a, I'm pulling a rope. I'm pulling a rope. It's definitely a little clown adjacent. Little clown... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, speaking of little clown, so yeah. what's up, little clown? <laughs> what's up, it's me, little clown? That's never gonna get lived down Who, ever. Elsie? Lil Clown's first song has got to be we're, Fuck we're Bitches Get Money. It so that yeah, you're right. not comfortable by it anymore. No, I mean, well, I'm not uncomfortable I'm by, by it. I'm just like, yeah. LilClown.com. LilClown.com. Lil.clown. I wonder if that exists. If the clown works as a as a actual that's like a domain name yeah yeah probably there's a lot of weird ones It'll be yeah. gone tonight. i really wanted to have ghost on the dot ox oh and dot ox A-U-X doesn't exist that's bullshit i know it's like a three-letter acronym that should exist they should you should could you do ox on the dot ghost dot ghost does exist yeah but no that's too mixed or, up. oh you could do ox dot ghost so, so you'd be well. It'd be then it would be ox on. Never mind. I just looked up little. <laughs> it would be ox clown. on the ghost. Still, so. I just looked up little dot clown to see if it is a URL somewhere. And the only thing I get, it doesn't give me any web result. It just gives me images of little peep. What? See, well, there you go. Anyway, you're you're about <laughs> to ask me something. Um. Actually, I forget what I was going to ask you now. Oh, okay. <laughs> you kind of threw off that Delta 9's kicking in. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Speaking of um, Kava and Kratom, we have also have Delta 9 here, which is pretty cool. So I actually have a question. For me? Yes. Okay. So um, you said that you were into graphic design. What was the first piece of graphic design that you did? Fuck, I don't even know. I've been doing it since I was like... Uh, like I, so I used to want to be like a video game developer, 
um, when I was uh, but a young lad, um, and there was this like you are soft- a young lad. Okay, well, you no know. I when, when I was but a even littler clown, young clown. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I wanted to be a video game developer when I was like eight, uh, like around the time the Wii was big. Mm. Um, you know, I was really fucking hyped for Smash Brothers Brawl because I was a huge melee head, um, and so I wanted to make uh, like Smash Brothers. I wanted to do like that kind of thing. Um, so I tried, uh, there was this, like, app called Scratch that was made by MIT that was, like, a very kind of, like, rudimentary coding, uh, software, and my dad had pirated Photoshop, uh, you know, uh... Shout out, Dad. Theoretically, maybe. As far as we know, he bought it legally. He bought it legally. Well, okay, someone else pirated it and then he got the pirate software from someone else so maybe we don't know we don't we're know. not sure we for know. sure we're not we're not committing to that yeah oh, we, you're right we don't well now i pay that. adobe so whatever it's fine um i give adobe 30 dollars every month and uh, it worked they got a lifelong customer um by force because by force. they don't have any other options yeah exactly um yeah so i i started making like these little uh knockoff Smash Brothers video games, and that was kind of the first time I really started working with like uh, Adobe Photoshop. You can still like get play them; they're not good. Are they like Flash games? They're like they're like JavaScript kind of. Um, they, it's like so the way it works is it like turns like a coding language into like these like little blocks that you connect with each other. Yeah. Um, I've seen I've seen stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a really really simple thing. Um, and so, Baby's first terminal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I made like all these little dumb things uh, when I was like seven or eight, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna be a video game designer." Do you ever fuck around with um? What was that show on the DS? Flipnote or? Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. that I, so hard. Here's the thing: I am you like the Wii, and I was like, "Yo." Yeah, I I used to. I really wanted to get into that. The thing is, is like, I uh, have like dog shit motor skills. Mm. Uh, so, uh, like, I can, like... That means bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Well, presumably. Dog uh, water. Nice way to stop his conversation right in the middle. Go yeah. back to your shit. Um, yeah, yeah, so I... Uh, but, so, like, I'm not great, like, Eric, animating, like, poster. unless, like, the computer can, like, do a lot of it for you, mm. um, which is why I love After Effects, because there's a lot of, uh, making little things, and, uh, Eric's leaving. Coming back, you broke the you you broke the illusion. You broke the immersion. Well, what well, now, well, my well, immersion? Now, like I don't want anyone to like be like, "Where's Eric?" I mean, I guess I would have known. I would have just gone and went. Oh, oh, he's gone. What, what happened? I mean, I don't know. Look, it, it's fine. Act. Um, we already lost two other guests tonight. What's the third? Yeah. No shit. I don't blame them. All of us just uh, leave. <laughs> we'll just leave the we'll just leave the mics on and we'll all leave the room. Yeah, we'll slowly. Yeah, you'll just have to teach me how to turn off a podcast so I can, <laughs> whenever I'm done. Um, no, I'll just stay recording for 24 hours until I'm back here for open mic, and I come back and it's still going. Oh, yeah, and I'll be like, oh, am, am I good to go? Like, <laughs> Can still, I leave now? Can I leave? I don't... <laughs> You're, like, dying of thirst. Please! <laughs> I kept it going as long as I could. Yeah. It was like you were, like, talking by yourself up to the 23rd hour. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh... You guys aren't interested in this dumb bullshit programming language I used. <laughs> when did you guys leave? Um, yeah, what were we talking about? Whatever, it's fine. I do. No, but but yeah. Flipnote Studio is cool. 
No, but so. Um, so I wanted to actually pivot my question because. Um, what I also the, what wanted was, to pivot your question, but go ahead, you do. It uh, I was gonna say, what was the uh, the, since you couldn't really like give a name on a first project you worked on, what was the first project that you were genuinely proud of? Ooh. And, okay, let me add to that question because my version of his question was gonna be, what was your first <laughs> commercial? project that you actually did like for business like for graphic design or just in general yeah okay my questions in general okay so for your question uh the first thing i did was like when i was in high school um i really you know i was starting to make films and stuff and i like i did i did a little adaptation of a play i wrote in high school uh where uh you know i would like won some shit whatever it's fine um, but the first kind of like professional gig I had was I worked for a theater company in Boston um, where uh, I was kind of responsible for doing a lot of a digital marketing for them. And, um, and so wait, I made, how did you get into that? I, uh, it was for my school. Um, okay. I, um, I was basically like, Oh, a theater company? That seems cool. I'll apply to there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked out great. They were like, yeah, do your shit. And then I made, like, one of those, like, keep calm and carry on things for, like, Sweeney Todd. So you just uh, made memes for them? and they Yeah, I just you? made memes for them. Nice. Um, and, yeah, I, like, really – and at that point, um, I just started, like – I realized that, like, I could make memes and uh, be validated. Uh <laughs> and uh, by the populace, and so I just really kind of like doubled down on just like making dumb shit uh, and trying to make people hey, laugh. A market for it. I mean, yeah, like, exactly. And it was like really dumb shit has the biggest fucking market. Exactly. And you know, like I was growing up like when like kind of like in the golden age of like flash animation and stuff. Mm. So like I had always kind of wanted to make like weird esoteric internet shit. Um, and so, you know, it just kind of, like, coalesced, like, where, like, I was, like, there's this kind of, like, marketplace that was sort of forming, and then my interests sort of lined up with it. Um, That's yeah. pretty cool. Black market. That is yeah, really exactly. cool. Flash games. I, I'm really, uh, envious to a point, because I was also into graphic design for a little bit, and yeah. I wanted to be a game developer, and then I, uh, I took a coding class while I was in school, and mm-hmm. to do just, like, very basic code, and I was, like... No, it's yeah. not for me. I ended up going into healthcare instead. Yeah, no. I mean, the thing about 180 gosh, there, was yeah, right. 180, turn yeah. that shit around. Well, hey, you went from insurance to Kava and Magic. Yeah, yeah you upgraded. went from insurance to a magician. There is no bigger 180. Is what it is, yo. That's pretty cool. You That's went right. From I said, making yo. people's paychecks disappear to making their paychecks disappear. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're the insurance. Yeah. <laughs> then you went to making. Panties disappear. I don't Making know. panties disappear. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> not. Yeah. He turned a gig down because there was no rabbit. You don't. You don't do rabbit stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I, they didn't want to hire me because they didn't have a rabbit. That's I do have a rabbit. It's just a puppet. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's yeah. very funny. <laughs> what What are some? Uh, oh, well, to, to finish on your yeah. thing real quick. Uh, so the memes were the first like commercial. <laughs> Yeah, so it was like the first kind of, yeah, so I just basically did memes uh, for like a long time. I kind of like, I I literally was like profiled in my like fucking college's magazine as being like the meme king of Emerson College. Nice, uh, nice. I was what they called an M-celeb, um, nice. which is Emerson celebrity. I was pretty fucking popular. And then like, and everything yeah, on? and like the thing that kind of like really got me like notoriety was like in high school, um, my friend and I 
we uh, we went on a field trip to the Iowa caucus, um, <laughs> which is you know like the presidential election type shit. And I faked a marriage proposal in front of Ted Cruz, um, <laughs> and like he was like you know I was like Ted, Ted Cruz, can you help me propose to my girlfriend? Uh, he was like, yeah, I'd love to. And, you know, it's like it got in the Washington Post and whatever. It's fine. Uh, they were like, this isn't funny. Uh, <laughs> it's sanctity of. And we were like, yeah, it was a protest uh, in support of gay marriage because Ted Cruz shouldn't support two, two 19-year-olds getting married randomly. I don't know. We were just trying to avoid getting kicked out of school. He was a um, Zodiac killer. That's all yeah, because they were like, they were like, like we literally like got called into like the dean of students' office, and like he was like, yeah. So uh, why did you do this? And we were like, it was performance art, and in real in reality, it was just we want to fuck around, like yeah, FBG. Wanted to be funny and be a nuisance at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. I wanted yeah. to be. A, I wanted to be that guy. You yeah. know. So was that? Wait. So was. This was while you're in college. Yeah, while I'm in college, yeah. So when did the comedy part enter your repertoire? Was that before that? I mean, I was did... always just kind of doing it. I started okay. doing it in college, yeah. Okay. Eric, what yes, was sir. your first... What was the first uh, magic gig you did where you're like, okay, I know enough... I just want to let everyone know I'm going to use the restroom real quick. Thank, Thank you, you I'm sure everyone Can you write me a hall time. pass? Everyone in podcast yes. land needs to really okay. know that. So what happened was, okay. What, what was, yeah, what was the first time where you went from learning and being an enthusiast to going into like, oh, I can actually make some money doing this? So I would do this with the walk around stuff. And walk when you do that kind of thing, it's neat. You only need... Uh, when you, so if I do a party and, and you have um, a magician, you don't need a million uh, tricks. You need like four or five tricks because you do this group over here, then you do this group over here, and you do it over and over. So, but uh, I, the low-hanging fruit we talked about was the, is the kids' show. So yeah. I got kids' shows. Well, I didn't know at that first – the first kids' show I did that um, – and I had two, two days. They had two shows, one the first day, one the second day. And uh, I didn't know that uh, that's not the same thing. So I, I'm like, oh, they'll love it because I learned all these magic tricks and it's going to be really good, right? So uh, I had the first day and it, and it didn't go as good as I thought it should go. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. The magic was really good and I don't understand. And this so, was with kids? With kids there. And then okay. so I went home and I went online and I downloaded how to do kids shows. So I watched this uh, uh, a lecture from this magician who specialized in kids shows. I'm like, oh. I did kid shows all wrong. So then the next night I went back and did the second show, which was a million times better. Um, I, uh, instead of doing tricks that were as impressive, again, we went to the tricks that were funnier for kids. The kids wanted to see with, with comedic stuff in it, you know, uh, very visual. And, and, it, and it turned out it was really, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. How, how big yeah. of a adjustment were you able to make from one night to the next with that so uh, i'm gonna sound like a i'm pretty fat i I do that i I make i could adjust pretty quickly Mm -hmm. like um it's not so much i had to trick change the tricks i did i had to change how i did it you know and so if someone told you like hey uh you're wearing all black but if you wear green they're gonna think it's funnier well the next day i'll have a green shirt right Mm -hmm. because for this particular audience that works green is a pretty funny color right isn't that right so um so 
it, it did not take me a huge. I I, I changed pretty quickly, so uh, I, I exaggerated the things that need to be exaggerated. I repeated the things that need to repeat. I slowed down in the areas that need to slow down, and it was it was much much better. And it turns out that now I love doing the kids shows. I am like most magicians, eight eight to the kids family magicians, eight to twelve, perfect age. Mm-hmm. I um, I like when it's. Even seven, six, five, I could do down to four, three and a half year olds because um, I've uh, honed in to what they like. So a four year old show is going to be much different than a nine year old show. You know, they're different. They're they're completely different human beings from four yeah. to nine. So, but I like the younger the shows for the younger kids so much better. It's easy. I know exactly when they're going to laugh. I, I I usually do a forty five minute show, and the parents almost. Maybe about half the time we're like, are you sure you can hold the kids' attention? Maybe we should do a half-hour show. And every time we do a half-hour show, they're like, yeah, we could have done a 45-minute show. <laughs> like, because I know that most, time, most of the times you think of a magician or, you know, or a kid's magician as the dude with the big hat and the silly tie and the or even a clown, you know? Yeah. That's not, that's not the, the case, you know? Not, not uh, someone who clown, can but... entertain a kid does not necessarily mean you have to be a clown. Matter of fact, most people don't want clowns because yeah. in the 2020s and the 2000s, uh, clowns were not these funny things for kids. They're the scary-ass motherfuckers, mm-hmm. you know, that I'll... no one wants to be around. I get more, please don't dress like a clown, and I have to tell them, please, you don't have to worry about that, yeah. you know? More than more than the uh, other way around. I love. How did you market yourself? Like, how did you like get your first gig? Like, was it like a Craigslist thing or like an, okay, a marketing agency? So it's funny because I trained um, people who like balloon artists who want to get started and different uh, entertainers. Because I tell you exactly what to do. First thing, if you, matter of fact, any business you do, but uh, this in particular, you go online and say, hire a magician. Right or whatever. What happens? So like you go backwards and say, well, how do people do it now? And so there's these gig sites, um, the Bash, Gig Salad, Thumbtack. Um, there's a few other ones that uh, if that are the that take the top spots. And then you go on those sites. You you sign up as a performer, and you could do that. For example, if you were an electrician, you're starting your own electrician company. You can go on sites like Angie's List and. Um, Yelp or whatever it is, and you put you you Google how to hire a magician or hire how to hire an electrician. Mm-hmm. Arden's back, everybody. Hey, Arden, your hands are dry. I don't like that. Um, but never not. So um, we can make them wet again. Yeah, do you want me to do that? You go see what they do. You go see like what's what's pops up on on Google. So there's these sites. So I registered in the sites. Now the trick part then is I registered. Now let's say you are a magician. You're like, oh, I should do that. Go register on the sites. Well, you don't have any reviews mm-hmm. and so they don't know who you are so then what you do is you go have your friends hire you hypothetically yeah uh, and then they leave you reviews and they become verified reviews because they hired you through the site and now you have a couple reviews and now that what now that you have a couple reviews people don't care what you say they care what somebody else says they don't oh, yeah. even know who somebody else is just like when you go to amazon you're like i don't the, the reviews are crappy the product's crappy. Mm-hmm. Even if the product's really good and you just found the crappy reviews, if the, if the reviews are bad, your product's bad. I mean, if, that's why like websites like Yelp exist because people don't give a fuck about what the actual business is. They want to know what other people think about the business. Yep. So um, that's why. So so I, I got it from that. And then 
Um, then the key is uh, every time I get one from it, I make sure they give me, they leave me a review. So if you like theoretically, you went online and said uh, magician Eric Curry, you'd see I have like eighty something Google reviews. We've got like uh, a couple hundred online reviews between the different sites because that's what's that's the only thing that matters for uh, customers or clients or whatever. That's pretty cool. And are most of those shows that you do are they like? like a venue booked this time for a magician or is it like a party or like a bar like uh, okay so here's how this works i work every monday i have a show in the at the marriott in singer island they have a it's like this there's three marriott's at singer island one of them is a timeshare place they have new people coming every week and i'm the magician for mondays um every holiday i do a show at the breakers in palm beach Okay, so we have... Uh, the Breakers like, is a very nice place. I've been there before. Thank you. Uh, so I do their Valentine's show will be next month, and their St. Patrick's show will be the next month, and then their spring show will be the next month. So there's one, about once a month. Um, and then, um, so besides those dates, I get hired for birthday parties, Saturdays and Sundays. I'm pretty busy on Saturdays and Sundays. I'm a, Something weird goes on when I do it. I'm very booked. Three weeks out. Mm. So next week I'm busy. The week after I'm busy. The week after I'm busy. The week after, completely free. But Some no magician. You're not too busy for this podcast. Today. No, it's Monday night. No, it's, what is it? Sunday night. Yeah. So so, but I'm not. I'm. Some magicians are booked out for six months in advance. I'm never booked out. Two or three weeks from now, if someone says how far in advance for a party for me. Three or four weeks, I'm probably available. But like, so I and I get a lot of gigs from other magicians because I'm I you know do a lot of work with other guys. So if because if you're a magician and someone wants to party at noon, you could take that party at noon. Mm-hmm. Someone else wants to party at noon, they're not changing their party to two o'clock for you to do the show. Yeah. So you better find another buddy, and you're gonna find someone who's gonna send you stuff. So we're in a little group of a couple of us. We'll send it back and forth. So that's we we get a lot of stuff. Um, but Good so, that you have a little magician click. Little, mm-hmm. my, my little magician groups. So uh, you know, I'll click of magicians. And uh, so I do that. And then so I, I, I do a lot of birthday parties. And then weekends I do like house parties Saturday nights. I might do a strolling gig at wherever it is. For imagine. I got to imagine. I think I can only imagine the caliber of pranks that we pulled amongst magician friends. So oh, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So yes, but no. So um, here's the real story. So I I did in college after college I did stand up for a bunch of years. Mm-hmm. Then I did improv for about twenty years, and then I got really into magic. Yes, I am. The improv wow. people are the funny ones, not the comedians. The comedians like say things funny. Improv people are funny. There's yeah. just a, that's a different thing. Which by the way we got. To <laughs> they're they're more on the ball, and they're 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 they can make something out of nothing. Yes, and magicians. The comedian usually has to prep and like plan things out exactly magicians aren't like pranksters magicians are more like um oh i see how that's done you know like they just more figure out how it's done and how they could do it and how they could make it better or whatever it is and most and and most of the local groups of magicians if you go to like a magic club or something it's not like a bunch of like david blaine sitting with chris angel it's a bunch of 80 some year old dudes in a little magic club who used to do magic <laughs> back in the day. Oh, yeah. So, that's so know? dope. So that's, that's kind of the gig on that. I remember my first experience with magic was my mom bought me a Chris Angel, like, mind freak set when I was like, I was like nine or 10. What, like three years ago? No. <laughs> oh wow! I have a I have a vivid. Memory. I'm joking. No. So 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 um, did you do you still do it? No. Did you do it? Did I do it? Did you learn the stuff in the tri- in the thing or just mom was, gave it did to you? Did you become a mind freak? Yeah, I didn't learn anything in there. 
I, I, prob- I probably did when I was younger, but I don't remember any of them. Mm. I lost that set very quickly because I also had a brother who liked to destroy my shit. Asshole. Let's kick Fucking his ass. Gunner. Where's yeah. Vanessa? Yeah, we Where's gotta get Vanessa, Vanessa in here. Uh, Gunner might be a worthy opponent of Vanessa. Won't lie oh, to God. You. Oh, then she'll, she'll huh? steal her groceries. <laughs> Get those groceries back. Man, I'm just so fucking mad. She stole, like, an air freshener. Like, I had gotten a really nice air freshener from there. Like, one of Bad was, little like, girl. Like, Bad little girl. Like, one of those little fucking... Bad 18 to 20-something-year-old little girl. You probably yeah. could have pointed at her and yelled, and she probably would have just run away. Yeah, right? No! I, I mean, she made me cry. Like, I started crying. Was she, like, Dude, just act crazy. Something? What? Was she like a little gangster girl? Yeah. Was she a blood? She might have been. <laughs> One time I saw her and like a bone was sticking out of her arm. Oh, that's gross. Huh? Yeah. She really needed I, that I, I, money. See, she really needed no, that she air tried, She tried to come up on someone else and they fought back and she's like, fuck it. I'm going to just keep robbing him. Yeah. Damn. Listen, you got to mark. She would make me go to the ATM and like take out money and shit. Like, oh, oh my God. Like, I'd be like, my card's declined, bitch. What so the fuck do you want? It keeps getting worse and worse. It gets yeah. worse. Like twenties, bro. Idiot. That's why I, had, <laughs> I, I started taking like like Ubers to work because of that. Yeah, I would have been expensive. taking all the alternative routes possible. Well, the, the, I would like just, if I wanted to get to a train station, I had to like walk through that road. So the hood. Yeah, there was no hood. walking around the road. No. What? No, I can't. Imagine little clown getting sauced up by a little girl. Little clown getting fucked up by Vanessa. I feel like you could have just like like. Popped her one good time. I could have left you alone, bro. I yeah. could have, but now I live in Stewart, Florida, where the 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 only thing that will happen is, uh, you know, some shit. A homeless racist. man will come up asking you for a dollar, and you just go. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, good. You know what he yeah. says? You just don't. Talk, you just don't. Fuck speak. you! I've been beaten by a 17 year old. I don't take <laughs> shit from little old men. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. What he says. That's what he says. I was good. I was going the opposite direction, where it's so like. It, it's like everybody over there where you're from is like confrontational as fuck. Whereas here, it's like uh, uh, you just walk away yeah. awkwardly. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I'm sorry that you were homeless, but I don't have cash. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's like for me. I'm just like, bro, oh, you like cash oh. app or whatever? <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Oh, oh shit. It. Um. Well, do do do. One final thing, Eric. Sugar gliders. I have some. Really? Yeah. Oh my God! Can you bring them here? For, for, I bring like them here pets, or is this so I, I play into the magic somehow? Well, initially I, 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 I saw these the shirt magic. gliders. They were the coolest things ever. And Johnny uh, is my 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 best friend. She's awesome. She's here all the time. You might need her. Um, and she goes and she's like, "You should get them." I'm like, "I'm like, I don't, I can't really get them." And she goes, "You could use them in your magic show." And I was like, "Oh shit, I'm sold." I could use them in my magic show. So I got two sugar gliders, and then um, a month later I was like. We need more sugar gliders. <laughs> so I got two more sugar gliders. I got four sugar gliders. They're great. And then they were awesome, except for um, we would take pictures. People took pictures and posted on Instagram. And someone contacted me and said, I can't take care of my sugar gliders. Can you take care of the sugar gliders? So now I have six sugar gliders. God damn. Wow. Two of them have died, though. So now there's back to four. But the okay. two, the two pouches, they're, they're little pack animals. They don't, get to, they, don't, they don't get along. So I have these two and these two, but not those four. Yeah, mm. that's pretty sugar sick. gliders. Sh- two su- sugar For those who sex. don't know, Google. You're on the phone, guys. Come on. But if you do know, they're little tiny marsupials. They're like they're in the kangaroo and koala family. They're the um, kind of animals that you see. Um, they're like flying squirrels. They got their legs connected to their arms with wings, so they jump and they can fly. 
Okay, they don't technically fly, they technically jump and glide, hence sugar gliders. Sugar, because they eat sweet things, gliders, because they glide. Sugar, gliders, boom. Wow. <laughs> boom. Yeah, I have a uh, co-worker who also has uh, sugar gliders, and um, one of their sugar gliders just had babies. Ooh, So okay. They, Do they have litters? How does that work? I'm not I think sure. there's two or three at a time, I'm not sure. But they were talking about how the sugar gliders have a pouch like a kangaroo, yeah, and the yeah. babies chill in the pouch. They're marsupials. That's why they like little this, so you could hold them in a bag. They hang out in my hoodie. I usually have, if I have a hoodie, there's a 50% chance there's a sugar glider in there. Mm. My sister is going to get you a hoodie uh, where the hood says babies on board. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've had rats, and rats do the same thing where they'll just love to chill. Like, if I had my yeah. hoodie up like this, he would love to just chill on my shoulder and peek his little head out. Yes, rats. Yeah, the person who took my virginity had a rat that lived in her car, like as like an emotional support animal. She was a seventeen-year-old named Vanessa. No, <laughs> did she? she was I want, I want all your money and your virginity. And she was also, Go get it. She like did and drag, even though she was. Like, that was the real magic trick. And I mean, you know, anyone can do drag, but she was, you know, a woman who did drip was a drag queen. Um, and her wouldn't that be a drag? State, no, she, no, it wasn't like. Because she didn't, she's still dressed up as a drag queen. It was very strange. Uh, anyway, uh, her her stage name was uh, Alexa Prozac, and that's the person who I lost my virginity to. Wow, so. that is a like bitch the with worst. depression is who LA you lost your virginity to. La was a flop era. Uh, you know, sounds like her therapist has a lot of business. Well, yeah, before she, um, before uh, before I dated, she actually like had just gotten out of like an institution because she was huffing nope. keyboard cleaner. Makes sense. Um, huffing keyboard Sounds cleaner? like you should jump right on that chick. Yep, and that's you know, that's life. Fuck <laughs> bitches get money. Fuck bitches get money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck bitches on Proja. Wait, wait, Prozac. Prozac so get the, money. The, the rat lived in the car? Yeah. That's so bad. I know, yeah. <laughs> that's not His an emotional... Was it was a great rat. This is in in in, uh, in Los Angeles. What's the LA? life expectancy of a rat? But it doesn't get, huh? What's the life expectancy of a rat? Two years. Two to three years. Yeah. But my thinking was, I guess the temperatures. Like not I that mean, crazy. they would like okay, it, it lived hot? in her car, but like it, like but you know they took her around. It was like an emotional support animal. Right, but like okay, when she went inside and put the car in park in the driveway and went into the house and left the car. No, no, they took her out inside. Okay, okay. Yeah. But like daily routine and stuff, the rat would just chill in the car. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. like I, well, no, I think with the window yeah, cracked they, or we just <laughs> yeah, the around. window cracked. I don't. Peta, do not call. I don't us. really know. I broke up with her pretty quickly, so. <laughs> yeah, good call. Yeah, good call. Good one. <laughs> good job. Props oh, to Young Club. Wow. Yeah. A lot of growth. Yeah, I really feel like I've let you guys into things I've never told anyone before. So. That's how this podcast it's okay. goes. It's going to be on the internet now. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, Vanessa, if you're out there, please call, check on in. We want to see you, get a catch up on you. We want to make sure we know what's going on. We want to scare old people, so go for it. Let's Do you still it. need his groceries? Is what I'm really worried he about. He will yeah, give no. you his money. I mean, I would really like some of that back if, I, if I'd be willing to. Remember <laughs> when you file paperwork and it's like it's like getting your tax refund, but it's from thugs that stole it from you. Yeah, like, exactly. You file something. You, you owe me two hundred dollars this year. I could probably uh, I write it off on my taxes. <laughs> getting mugged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the I mean, it was production. LA. They might have something for that, for real. Maybe I don't know. It was. It's too late now. Statue limitations is yeah. passed. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I can't claim that. This, Maybe she's dead. I mean, Maybe. that it's could happen. That's a possibility. possibility. That'd she be nice. I, well, I, no, I hope they're doing well. I hope they found Jesus. 
Well, we hope, but we gotta, you know, prepare for No, this. but I, I'm pretty sure they did. I hope you stopped yeah. robbing people. I feel like they probably, like, started going to church, and now they, you know, have a family. Sure. Yeah, sure, of course. Sure. Sure. Yep, maybe. <laughs> She's not in they, jail. They went to summer camp. She's not they... rotten in sin and uh, Alcatraz or whatever it is out in there. <laughs> She's the only one on the island. Yeah. The only one. <laughs> she is the island. Yeah. No, she she's um she actually uh you know it's Hollywood so she got a development deal. <laughs> she's making movies. There we go. Yeah. She she was in Fuller House. She, yeah yeah. When you see a, a adaptation of uh, a little girl beating up a little clown, uh, that's it. Part three. Yeah, it chapter three. She has no, her that's, own show that's now. The next oh, where Joker the tables movie? have turned and now the, it the porn parody. Yeah. The next Joker the, movie. Does that exist? It, the porn parody? Probably. Yeah, but like... What is it, clown, Rule 34? Like, like yeah. the clown having sex. Rule 34 is if it exists, there's, there's porn, porn of it. Yeah, no, yeah. totally, but yep. I don't know. So probably, I would not yeah. doubt it. I guess it would be like, you know, when it turns into like the spider thing. There we go. <laughs> well, I mean, it could turn point. into anything, so the it clown could have like huge titties. Hypothetically. Well, guys... I hate this conversation. Well, that's a good time to wrap it up. There we go. (laughs) When Eric visually gets uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there is like an original it. We got some people waiting to do some improv. So, uh, are are there people here actually for improv? That's what they said, but I don't. Oh well, hell yeah, I'll do improv. Well, we're about to find out. Uh, Thank you guys for joining me on this impromptu uh, episode of Ghost in the Ox. Yeah, you're gonna edit this, right? No, no, not at all. See what? This is all scripted. Yeah, you, you didn't get you didn't get the memo. Me. Well, okay, some parts I'd like you to like double. So, <laughs> double, repeat it, repeat it. Yeah, yeah. put it, it on a loop. loop. Yeah, no, if you could make this entire podcast like loop it, a ten-hour loop, loop it. Yeah, ten-hour loop. loop it, loop it. Ambient sounds, ASMR. Yeah, ASMR. ASMR. Hey, that's my that's my my niche. Does it work? Is, can you hear me? No, am I doing? Am I stealing your bit? I'm sorry. Yes, I do that every time. Do you really? Yes, every time. Well, well, why don't we but Devin probably edits it out every time. Dude, well, I. I feel All right. Well, thank you for listening to this, <laughs> this episode of Ghost on the Ox. I've been your host, Devin. He's been uh, your host, Devin. Shh. Follow, <laughs> no, keep doing it while I'm doing this. It's okay. Funny. Shh. I will. Shh. The dude's about to wrap it up. Shut up. No, I'm not <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter follow at Ghost on the Ox. Uh, follow us on Instagram follow at us Ghost on the Ox. Follow the bar, the venue, the location that we're at. At Hava underscore Kava underscore bar. At Hava Kava bar. I'm touching your scalp right now. Please, please stop. I hate this. You can also follow Hava at Arden at Lil Clown. Lil Clown. At Lil Clown. Lil Clown. On Instagram. On MySpace. At Party Hardy Hardy. Maybe next week or in a couple of weeks, we'll actually have Pete and John on here. You'll get to hear from them. Hopefully. I'm going to keep flaming them until they're on here. Follow me on Twitch. Twitch. If not, I guess it's round two. All right. Yeah. We've been your best guests, right? Yes. Devin. Follow Gage Devin. at Gage and Guns on Twitch.tv. Devin. Appreciate it. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> uh, We're definitely the best. You're up there. You're definitely really? one of the, You guys are definitely Follow me at lit underscore blonde on Instagram and Snapchat. You guys are definitely one of the guests of all time. Two of, I fucking hope so. the guests of all time. All right, now we're just Of all the guests, out. we're two of them. Yep. All right, <laughs> this is over. Goodbye. What? Bye. Bye. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Goodbye.